Welcome to the podcast, What is Culture? My name is Rocco Lungarello, and I'm very excited about this episode. Not sure if you know, but in addition to the five offices in the United States, Tango also has locations across the globe. And in this week's episode, we head overseas. Soon you will hear my conversation with Tony Liu, Director of Human Resources in Tango's Kunshan, China location. Not only does Tony provide a window into the culture of Tango's Kunshan office, but he also discusses, quite beautifully, some of the overall characteristics of the Chinese culture, and he even offers a comparison between that of the Western world. Also, during our conversation, Tony references Geert Hofstede's cultural dimensions theory. And since I found it particularly fascinating, I provided additional information in the companion blog for this episode, which you can find at tango.com blog. This was a wonderful learning experience for me, and it really is my absolute pleasure to be able to share my conversation with Tony Liu. Let's all learn from him. It's my pleasure and honor to contribute to the uh, culture construction for Tango uh, Global. So uh, first introduction about myself is uh, um, my name is uh, Tony Liu. And uh, my Chinese name is uh, Weigang Liu. And Liu is my family name. And my position in Tango is uh, an HR director of Tango China. Mm -hmm. I joined Tango uh, in 2013. And uh, it's my uh, sixth year in Tango. It's a very pleasant and exciting experience working in Tango. And to uh, give a summary about my responsibilities, um, I'm uh, in overall charge of uh, human resources of Tango China. And uh, we are doing a lot of great and exciting things here. And mm -hmm. thanks to uh, the excellent team here, and we cover uh, a wide variety of uh, HR modules from uh, compensation to recruitment to training and uh, development. Yeah, and I really feel excited uh, about working here in Tango. Great. So, Tony, where how, you speak very good English. I'm just wondering where you, you studied that. Was that something that you studied in school before at a young, at a young age? Yeah, and thank you for your compliment. I majored in English literature when I was in university. And yeah, I graduated uh, from university and my first job uh, was an English teacher in university. That is amazing. Tony, guess what I studied in college? Chinese? Eng English. <laughs> oh, we English. have the same English. Major. <laughs> yeah, English uh. literature I did. And I actually, um, English was my favorite subject in high school and um, I went on to creative writing, but that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what you, if you can, if you could, what would be really cool, Tony, because I love your language, your native language. If you can say um, your current position and what you do in Mandarin, that would be awesome. That would make my day if you could do that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, in Mandarin, uh, my position is Zhenliziyuanzongjian. Uh, Wow. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> it's so it's a it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a tonal language and I you know, I, I'm always amazed by people who are bilingual, um, especially when it's a language as difficult to learn 
as English is. Um, mm -hmm. My family is from Italy. And when they uh -huh. came, yeah, they came here when they were teenagers. And so English is their second language. And they kind of taught themselves to speak English. And it's just it, it's just always been wonderful to hear from people who could speak two languages. Um, I just think it's great. Yeah. So so what yeah. uh, what do you enjoy most about your position now with Tango? I think uh, the part that I enjoy most and. Um, when I was, uh, you know, when I worked for Tango, is uh, that I have a, a very good platform where I can exert my effort and also give uh, initiative to my own um, innovation, always say uh, aspiration. Mm. Uh, Tango uh, is a company that uh, gives a lot of uh, opportunities for uh, the employees to uh, give full play to their initiative. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that I love Tango the most. Okay, so when the part of your position, does it entail filling open positions and interviewing candidates? Is that part of your responsibility as well? Yeah, um, my uh, responsibility also covers that. Uh, let's say uh, in the part of recruitment, and when I joined uh, Tango, and we uh, tried our best to innovate, our recruitment process and the principle of our recruitment process is to identify the best congruence between the personality and experience of the candidate and oh, wow. uh, the job requirement of our position so that we can find the people who uh, enjoy working here and uh, work here stably and can achieve success. And Great. that's the part that excites us. So what, what qualities or characteristics typically do you look for in candidates? Let's uh, use uh, our invoice processor position, for example. And when we look at this position, we, we know that a supermajority of the responsibilities of this position um, is um, you know, uh, reading the invoice and uh, selling the uh, uh, expense items into the system and uh, compare to see if there's any uh, wrong payment items. And this, uh, th these requirements uh, will involve that the candidate must be patient and uh, have uh, very good attention to detail. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this is the character that we are looking for in the candidates for this position. Okay, great. Do you think that um, there's certain personalities that are better suited for Tango? Is that part of the process? Yes. yes? Okay. What kind of? Yes, I think yeah. So. What specific personality traits do you think are useful for someone to work at Tango? I again, we should look at the positions. Um, let's use the invoice processing role, uh, for example, again, and for people who regard uh, such a job as a kind of joy, or at least they do not hate such a position, such a responsibility, um, then uh, I think that such people should be um, uh, very uh, accustomed to repeated uh, jobs or some mm -hmm. um, conventions or routine in their daily job. Then we are using a test module that, uh, you know, a tool 
to test the personality of the candidates. We uh, really wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we should uh, identify candidates who display the inclination toward uh, S and C. Uh, S stands for the steadiness, and C stands for the convention. And instead of looking for uh, candidates who show some tendency on D, uh, which means uh, dominance. We certainly don't want a bossy candidate to do the job of invoice processing. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so interesting. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So Tony, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably knew I was going to ask you, and that is, what does culture mean to you? Uh, for me, I think a culture means a code of uh, behavior, a standard of judging whether a behavior complies or um, is against the grains. And if we uh, look at China, I think uh, uh, China as a civilization of uh, so many years, yeah, 5,000 years, uh, a lot of uh, characteristic traits have been developed and have been cherished um, among the population of 1.4 billion. And so culture, if we uh, look at the culture in Tango China as, a, as an organization, and they uh, certainly uh, largely display the cultural uh, signs and that uh, um, Chinese population cherishes and display. So um, I think a culture is something uh, that is largely from bottom to up instead of from up to bottom. Mm. Mm -hmm. I I agree. So, have you been to other parts of the world? Yes, I uh, I have. Yeah, I've been to Germany, and also I've been to uh, the United States. You have been to the United States. Yes. Mm -hmm. What What do you think is one of the biggest differences between the culture in China and the culture in the United States? I know that's a big question, but if you yeah. can <laughs> if you can summarize that. As best as you can, the bit, the gr the yeah. great, the greatest differences there between those two countries. Well, let me try my best. Um, sure. Yeah, it's uh, to my best of knowledge, and also maybe I want to quote something that I learned uh, at a school. And I uh, once had a very interesting subject in my study. Uh, that is the uh, Hofstadt's culture uh, research. Hofstadt is um, a scientist who specializes in the research on uh, the culture, uh, especially the culture between nations. And he uh, made a comparison between countries uh, on the culture. And if I want to compare uh, China and the United States, I want to say uh, the biggest difference exists in these aspects. Uh, I think the first thing is uh, the power distance. Uh, when I say power distance, it means the degree uh, to which individuals conform to uh, the leadership and authority or uh, are influenced by uh, leadership and authority. For China, wow. I think this degree is higher than in the United States. And individual employees are normally expected to um, conform to their superior. Mm -hmm. And but certainly, uh, and as the time is changing, and this power distance is also uh, changing in China, and we are also um, trying to uh, assimilate the positive part from other cultures. 
And next, the difference between China and the United States is, I think it's the individualism. Mm. And in China, uh, people largely act uh, or are expected to act in the interest of the group. And that's why uh, we have been educated ever since we are young children that uh, we should be uh, uh, reading books for the country, learning for the country, working for the country. And, but uh, I think that's a different story in the United States. Individualism is given uh, a very high position and people are largely uh, working toward their own aspirations instead of uh, working for the group. And I think uh, uh, if we go along the way and uh, go to the next difference between China and the United States, I think it's the, it's a, a long-term orientation. And when I was in the United States for the HR Summit, I had a very good and interesting conversation with uh, Ivan. Um, I'm sure you have met him, Ivan Latar Nation. Yes, I have. Yeah. And he shared with me something very interesting. He said uh, he once visited Wuxi, uh, which is a city not far away from Kunshan. And uh, he had a very uh, good meeting with the local officials. Mm. And uh, the part that impressed him most is these officials were talking about uh, what Wuxi city would be looking like in 20 years. He said uh, this impressed him a lot. Uh, Chinese people seem to display a very long-term orientation. They talk about the future, and their their plan for the future is normally consistent uh, all along the way uh, into oh. a very yeah far far time. So um, I think under this perspective, Chinese people tend to display a very high degree of pragmatism and uh, also a very advanced degree of perseverance. Uh, I think there is something um, which is also popular. A saying is also popular in the Western world that uh, that is uh, uh, Eastern people are better for um, jobs that requires perseverance or mm-hmm. a long-term patience. And I, I'm not saying that uh, people in the United States do not have such a personality trait. It's just a, a different degree. Um, well, it's just my personal uh, reference. It's my, you know, only the, to the best sure. of my own knowledge. It's not a, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the truth. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. that. I feel like um, you just educated me on that, on Hofstede. That, well, thank that's you. Very, that's very great. I, I actually, you got me taking notes. That's how much I enjoyed your, um, your take on that. So thank you for for answering that question so beautifully. Um, My next question is related to that. And so how would you define the culture within the Kunshan office, just in your location? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, again, maybe I want to quote something um, from uh, from my description about the difference between China and the United States. Uh, I want to use some of the terms to describe the culture in sure. Kunshan, uh, Tango office in Kunshan. And in Kunshan, uh, people display a very high degree of uh, pragmatism. When you assign a job uh, to the employees of Kunshan office, 
they don't debate with you much. They uh, certainly they will ask questions, but uh, not much. They uh, request the details of the job. Then they uh, go all out to do the job, and they bend themselves on the job, and then they finally deliver the result. And during mm-hmm. the process, they do not ask uh, so many uh, questions, and they do not request so so many resources, and. Uh, when they have difficulty, they tend to try their best to overcome it. Wow. And then finally, they del- deliver the result. I think this is uh, the most impressive part of the local Kunshan culture. And, but uh, on the other hand, and I think uh, they are not so good at a presentation. And that when they prepare mm. a PowerPoint slide, they list all of the items that they want to say. And when they present, they tend to read the items. Sure. And I think it's also partly because of their spoken English. Um, spoken English uh, in the Chinese society is largely regarded as a skill. Mm-hmm. It's not a, yeah, something that everybody is, is expected to have. Okay, so, of course. Uh, right. yeah, due to this limitation, they tend to feel nervous. And when they present, they read the items. So that they themselves can feel safe. So, you you cannot expect to uh, get a very gorgeous-looking presentations from them, <laughs> but you just to get the result. Mm, okay. Yeah. Gr- mm. That's great. All right. Thank you. That thank you for that explanation. That that's that's helpful. I didn't realize that that big of a difference that there is between the work ethic, where you say they're very uh, self-sufficient. Right, pragmatic and self-sufficient, yeah. where they'll take the direction and do the best that they can without going back for more uh, guidance. They're really re- leaning on themselves to do the job individually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very yeah. impressive. It's impressive. Um, so, thank you. Yeah, that's great. So, a- as a director of human resources, there, what kinds of things? Are you guys doing you maybe yourself or your department to help drive company culture to help improve the culture? Are there any things that you guys are doing in the office now? Yeah, um, for myself, I uh, I think uh, if I look back on my own experience, I had uh, most of my working experience in companies with a uh, Western culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in foreign invested companies in China. And that's why I largely consider myself as a bridge. Uh, I want to bridge the gap um, mm. between the local Chinese culture and the Western culture or the Tango culture that we are trying to cultivate in all of the regions all over the world. And so in order to do that, we uh, tried to uh, initiate a lot of uh, um, activities uh, such as uh, the concept of outward bound, um, because in, in China uh, students are normally expected to respect their teacher, respect their leader, and uh, they are not normally expected to ask a lot of questions. And as a result, uh, most of the training activities are not so interactive. In order to uh, make sure that. Uh, the ordinary Chinese employees also uh, get assimilated into the Tango culture. And we um, are organizing the 
annual outward bound programs that that is we will organize some um, outdoor team building activities so mm-hmm. that they are given the chance to exert and e- express their opinions and uh, they tend normally they tend to be conservative okay. they do not utter their opinion so freely but under such a circumstance they are expected to to do so to think out of the box to get out of their comfort zone and try to do their best to win as a team and wow. then yeah there will be some change uh, mm. that happens during the process that's and okay. one of the very uh, interesting activities uh, that I want to uh, share with you here is uh, something we call invincible wheel invincible wheel it's the name of the game uh, <laughs> in this game uh, employees are divided into teams each team is assigned a lot of uh, old newspapers and uh, some tapes and a scissor and they are going to build a caterpillar and that covers all of the people all of the people will be walking inside of this caterpillar as the <laughs> gear wow. yeah in a tank <laughs> and then they are expected to walk inside of this caterpillar and uh, which team walks the fastest without breaking the caterpillar is the winner and oh, then wow. this game is stimulating all of them to give the best play to their innovation to their talent and under this circumstance even if uh, you are normally a conservative person you do not utter your opinions very freely but uh when you have the potential for leadership you will uh manipulate manipulate that so manifest that so sure. uh i think this is the game that we uh we do uh, i think we also want to keep doing in order to help our employees to uh gradually uh shift themselves toward a tango culture so have you when you said and i loved how you said you try try to help bridge the gap is there are you running into some challenges with some people who are reluctant to change when you try to do uh, these activities or try to boost culture? Are you often faced with employees who are reluctant to change? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, we we keep saying that uh, you cannot change a person unless the person himself wants to change. So we do uh, encounter some of the obstacles uh, during the process. I think uh, one of the largest difficulty is when you finish the game and you ask uh, the employees to share their feeling because outward bound is also called a felt learning and when you want the employees to share their feeling all of them yeah, remain silent and it can be embarrassing and uh, in order to encounter that sometimes we have to uh, ask ask them yeah to uh share their feeling and when they are asked to, to do so they will do the job and but when you ask whoever wants to share then uh more often than not you get a silence mm-hmm. so that's yeah. the part that we have to encounter mm-hmm. you know and that kind of i feel like that happens in the united states as well where people are reluctant to volunteer but however, if they're told, then they'll probably have no problem participating. It's just difficult sometimes for people to raise their hand and participate freely. Um, that's not mm. uncommon. I don't think that's uncommon. Um, 
but I think the more the more opportunity that employees have to be engaged, the better. So maybe it's an outdoor activity or uh, or an indoor activity, or maybe it's a, an outing to a restaurant or an outing to a sporting event. So kind of make it an opportunity to give multiple variations of cultural type events for employees to participate because you're not always going to find one thing that everybody enjoys, you know? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Tony, you've been with Tango, you said over five years. Is that, is that right? Yes. In that time, have you noticed any significant positive changes to the culture that you would like to share? Yes. Um, there's definitely something I want to share. Um, when I joined the Tango in 2013, and the company was run by an, yeah, I, I'm not saying anything negative about her, but it was a very old school management concept that uh, uh, the, the general manager at that time was running the company. And she was um, kind of like a, a dictator. And uh, when she was giving instructions, she simply forbade anyone to raise any opinions or yeah, to say nothing about objection. And at that time, um, even some legal interest of the employees were infringed upon. Um, so when I joined, I felt that uh, I should have a, a, a mission to change that, to improve that. And very soon, um, Kyle stepped in as the general manager, and we worked together to improve this. I think gradually, um, we are shifting towards the positive side. And there's one thing that uh, uh, Kyle and I agree in common is uh, when we talk to people, um, I mean, uh, several years ago, when we were talking to the employees, they simply listened. And very few of them would tell us, would share with us, their opinion, even even if it's a very constructive uh, suggestion. But now, when we were talking with our employees, now I think that they are more or less um, sharing their opinions in a very, you know, uh, a more open way, in a very open way. Oh, that's wonderful. I think it's a very positive change. That is very positive. You're talking about Kyle Borner, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Borner. I would love to, I would, I met him one time in, um, Parsippany, New Jersey, and I'm um, amazed by his story and I would love to get him on this podcast. So the next time you speak to him, if you could tell him that, Hey, Rocco would, (laughs) would really love to interview you. I'd appreciate that because he is very interesting, a wonderful person. And I think would have a lot to share with our listeners, just as you do. Um, Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Like to. So that's great to hear that the company's moving in a positive direction. Um, that's always good to hear. So w- I want to give you, Tony, an opportunity before we say goodbye. If there's anything else about this topic, about culture that you would like to share, now is your opportunity. So, I mean, people, tangaroos across the globe can have the opportunity to listen. So if there's anything you'd like to share, you have the opportunity now. 
Yeah, I for culture, I want to suggest that、uh, we have a mechanism that、uh, promotes、um, the international communication between the companies and the regions.、Uh, for、uh, the reason why I raise this here is、uh, when we communicate in China with our peers、uh, from other、uh, regions or countries, for example, from India, from Europe, from US. I'm sure、um, people in these countries will have the same feeling when they communicate with the people in China,、um, because of the cultural difference.、Um, sometimes people may get frustrated. We tend to wonder why、uh, the other party simply、uh, couldn't get it. I think、uh, this is largely because of the cultural difference.、Mm-hmm. We understand things differently. We perceive things differently. And we judge things according to different standards, different criteria. And if we have a, such a mechanism that encourages and create chances for people to、uh, have more exchange, more communication in between,、um, then、uh, I think such frustration will gradually decrease. And well, I think to that purpose, I think、uh, I even want to suggest we have a, a platform. Which provides training classes to introduce the different culture、um, mm. in different countries. I think people can sign in to learn, and then and this will help people from different regions to better understand each other, and people will feel more like one team instead of being siloed in different regions. Exactly right. You're exactly right. I totally agree with that, Tony. That's That's a great idea. There's a lot to learn about the cultural differences between all of these locations, and I think that's a really, really smart idea. And、uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you. Yeah, I really do. I think that's wonderful.、Um, so I can't thank you enough, Tony, for your time, and it's been a pleasure. I mean, I, it really, I it's been wonderful experience speaking with you. I learned a lot. <laughs> You really taught me. me some. Yeah, you taught me a lot, and I it's、um, it's been a wonderful experience. So I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Rocco. As part of the creative process, you know, every time I complete an episode for this podcast, I listen to the conversation four, five, and sometimes six times. And every time I listen back to this one, I appreciated Tony's insight even more. He was simply a fountain of wisdom. Truly, there is very little for me to add, since Tony was so thoughtful and articulate. But still, I would like to highlight one thing in particular that Tony touched upon, which is the fact that cultural differences deeply affect how we communicate internally as a global organization. And I commend Tony for highlighting this, and I love his suggestion. Which is to offer training for all of our employees, which aims to educate us on all the different cultures that exist among Tango's international locations. Sign me up now more than ever. I look forward to speaking with all of the Tangaroos from across the globe to continue exploring and discovering our culture. Thank you once more, Tony, and thank you everyone for listening. If you would like to be a guest on this show. Please send an email to me at rocco.lungarello@tango.com. 
Remember, this podcast is available for download on your favorite app for both Apple and Android devices. So be sure to check it out and subscribe. And to read more about this podcast, visit our companion blog series at tango.com slash blog. Until next time.